God is good. Amen. Well, welcome to 2024. This is the first time I've been able to to preach in 2024, so I'm going to give you my word, what the Lord is telling me. But, you know, I believe 2024 is going to be an awesome year. Um, Amen. Um, You know, we're, we're not even halfway through the first month, and I've already received two more postcards from Satan. Um, so, yes, and two postcards from hell, Satan. For some of you who don't know, I received a postcard last year, and, and Satan lives in Denver, Colorado. They're both postmarked in Denver, Colorado. This actually says Satan loves you for who you are. So anyway, I'm not going to read them. It's not really worth reading. But the point is, is that I must be doing something right because Satan's really mad at me or, or trying to whatever. But, you know... The, the thing about it is, there's someone who's actually writing these things that are inspired by the devil, you know, and, um, you know, I, I don't know what his purpose is, I mean, because it doesn't do anything but inspire me more, thinking, man, I must be on the right track if Satan doesn't like me, you know, you know, whatever. So, anyway, you know, I always pray about the upcoming year and, and always get a word, and um. You know, for whatever reason, most of the time my words don't rhyme with the year. You know, it's not like, you know, 2008, we're going to get a new gate and things like that, like a lot of people, you know, do. Or, you know, 2006 was the year to pick up sticks. I remember that one. Um, you know, all these kind of things. Um, but, um, you know, I got this word, and, it was, and I, I'm still actually trying to, in my head, know how it works. Because the word I got, actually, I think it was around October, and I was praying about the, the new year, and I, don't, I think this is more than a new year, I think this is a new season, basically, because the word I actually got was new beginnings. Um, new beginnings. Now, that kind of really sounds weird, but then the interesting part about it, my sister and I, we don't talk about stuff like that, but I don't know, what was a month ago or so, we were, I don't, and, and she told, me, told us the word that she got, the word she got was a new day, a new way, which really goes along with my word, new beginnings. So obviously, I guess we're on track. <laughs> it seems like, but you know, I was trying to um, think about that because, you know, if by looking at the dictionary, basically a new beginning, according to Webster's Dictionary, means a fresh start, you know, a fresh start. But you know, I don't think we're starting fresh. I just think that we're, we're moving into a different era, a different generation. But then it hit me as well, um, because I don't know, I was just praying and thinking about this word, new beginnings. What does it really mean? What is it, you know, what does it entail? And then it hit me, you know, you know, obviously our, our church, we're 38, 39 years old um, now, but really the ministry, Rhema, started when the school started, you know, back in 1974, and, and we're getting ready to celebrate our 50th you know, class of Rhema. And really, the, the, the church came out of the school as an example for, you know, for um, students, to, you know, to, to be able to, when they pioneer churches. Interesting part about it is, you know, when it comes to 50, going back in the Bible, that's the year of Jubilee, right? Now, if you look up the year of Jubilee, it, it says this 50 years is an economic, culture, environmental, and communal reset, when the land and people um, rest and all those who are in slavery are set free and returned to the community. But it says that uh, you're, after 50 years, there's a reset time. So I believe we're going through a reset time that we're going to get reset, remotivated, and move on 
you know, to what God has called us to do. Because I do, you know, it's been prophesied that Ramah will have a large part in the end time revival to, to, to bring back Jesus. And, you know, people always ask me, well, how long is that going to be before it happens? I don't know. Um, the Bible says occupy till he comes. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really, um, I, I don't really care per, per se because, well, I do care because according to the best stats available, there's, you know, 2 billion Christians out of 8 billion people, that's 6 billion people that say they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, which tells us they're going to hell. So once we reach that 6 billion, then we can go home. All right. So, um, you know, we better get busy. Um, you know, 6 billion is a lot of people. Was a lot of money until the United States government just gives out billions all the time. But just wish I could get one of those billions. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other subject. But, um, you know, a new start, a new day, a new beginning. Now, also, I, I was taken back to thinking about this. Um, one of our first um, men's conferences, Happy Caldwell actually had a word in which he said that no major ministry has ever made the transition through three generations. You know, and been successful, and been successful as, as they were. Um, you know, and you know, we're going to make transitions between three, four, five, six, seven. However long it takes, till the Lord comes, and we're going to continue because that's been prophesied. We're going to be a large part, you know, in the end time revival, whenever that is, whether I'm alive or not alive. All right, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to be alive for quite a while. Um, so, mom's living to 120 years. She had already said that. She claims it every day, I, I believe, <laughs> you know, and you can too. But you know what? If you're going to claim 120 years, please claim 120 healthy years. Amen. You know, because a lot of times people, well, I want to live long, but you want to live long with your brain. You know, you want to live long with, with all, you know, you want to be able to, to walk and to function and things like that. So, you know, a lot of times we don't think about uh, what, you know, what we really want, you know, because I actually, my, my newest thing, and this actually happened um, during the COVID thing, I, I actually, um, every day would say that COVID-19 cannot live on my body. And then one day I hit, I'm like, why am I limited to one sickness? So every day when I wake up, I say sickness and disease cannot live in my body. You know, and the Bible says we can have what we say, Right. I mean, you know, so I say that sickness and disease cannot live in my body, whatever it is. And I don't care if it has a name, doesn't have a name, or anything else. So talking about moving into a new season, I guess the, the best verse I could find was Philippians um, 3, 13, and 14. Um, new King James says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the, the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, um, you know, sometimes whenever we say forgetting those things are behind, we always want to forget the bad times. You know, because, you know, a lot of people want to forget the bad times. You know, if you had a crummy year last year, I'm here to tell you you're going to have a crummy year this year unless you change something. Do you realize that? And you know what? I don't care how many brothers so-and-sos or sisters so-and-sos has a word. It doesn't matter because you have to decide that you're going to do something about not having a crummy year. You know what? Maybe a confession you should make every year is, I'm not going to have a crummy year in 2024. I mean, may, maybe you should start there. 
you know, but you know, you change your attitude. But you know, I think that forgetting which those are behind, but we also have to sometimes forget about even the good times because we can't live in the past. So many people are trying to live in the past. Well, remember the good old days? You know, you realize that most of the time the good old days were not even really good. They were just old. I mean, you know, they weren't necessarily good old days. Um, you know, people would say, you know, well, the good old days, you know, we're, we're, we're stuff is so cheap. You still couldn't afford it, so what did it matter? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it, it's relevant, you know, whether you can afford it or not. You know, you know, it doesn't matter how cheap it is. What matters is, can you afford it? But, um, you know, like the other day someone was, you know, it's, it's pretty common if you go to YouTube, you can find many, many, many different services right here. Crazy times happened, especially back in the mid-90s here at Winter Bible Seminar. So this person was texting me and saying, well, Craig, you need to bring that back. First of all, I said, I can't manufacture it, first of all. Second of all, it's the Spirit wills. But here's the thing. I, you know, I think services like that are great when people get drunk and people shout and run or whatever. But you know what I would rather see? I would rather see the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the people, you know, of terminal cancer healed. I mean, that's what I would rather see. It's a lot better than, you know, great, you know, and here's the thing. As I watch these people, they have a great old time on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whatever night it might be, special, you know, and they get free at church until they get home. And that's one thing, too. It's always really bothered me in my mind. Why can we be free at church but not at home? Because we really don't got a hold of, of what the Lord's trying to do. We, if we get a hold of it, then things are going to change. But things are not going to change unless we put the past behind you. Know, oh, you know, we need to have the good. We got to have this. We got to have it this way. No, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, there are a lot of companies that never change and are not in existence anymore. My first car was a Pontiac Trans Am. Most people don't know what Pontiac is. It was a, a, an automobile thing. Um, another, you know, company, Oldsmobile. Now, Oldsmobile tried to rebrand themselves, and some of you might remember, this isn't your father's Oldsmobile. Well, it didn't work. It didn't work. You know, at some point in time, if we don't make some changes, things are going to fall away. You know, now, but sometimes you can't change too fast. Remember the new Coke. Nobody liked the new Coke. The funny part about it is they did taste tests, and the new Coke was preferred over the old Coke in a blind taste test. But people aren't blind. Well, some people are, but, you know, most people are, you know, and it came down to it, nobody liked the new Coke. And so, you know, you have to think about that. But, you know, the, the, the weirdest thing, well, in Ford, you know, Ford Motor Company, remember the slogan, have you driven a Ford lately? See, they're trying to go beyond whatever their, you know, the past and, and want to go to the, to the future. Now, um, you know, let's think about companies right now. Do you know one of the hottest things right now is a Stanley mug? I mean, people are going bonkers over. Do you realize Stanley is a 120-year-old company that made us money basically on people drinking coffee? keeping their coffee warm. That, that's what Stanley was really, that's where they bread and butter. And, you know, and they've been able to survive because people love coffee. You know. But nowadays, I mean, who would ever thought, thought you know, during, you know, like at one point in time, people like, you actually carry a water bottle? 
you know, but then now plastic's not good enough because plastic, you know, so, so we not only carry a water bottle, we, we take our water, dump it into a Stanley mug, and it has to be a Stanley, evidently, because, you know, if you don't have a Stanley, you're not cool, the way I understand. So, you know, and it has to be, like, big enough that it makes you go pee, like, 18 times a day, because it's like, um, you know, the bigger it is, the cooler you are. So, and I'm, a bunch of you here have these Stanley mugs. That Denise has one right there on the front row, you know, a 44-ouncer. Oh, Don has one, too. You know, so, um, but, What? Covers for the straw, okay. Okay, mom wants to make sure, bookstore announcement, you know. Huh? From Stanley, have a straw cover to cover the straw. And what else you said? A cover for it. Uh-huh, a co- oh, a cover for it, like, 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 like a koozie type thing? Oh, wow, so it's not gonna, so what you could, what is it, clothes for your Stanley or whatever, you know? <laughs> Every day you show up with a new outfit for your, for your water bottle. You can put clothes on your pets, put clothes on your water bottle. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you know but, but it, you know, it's interesting how an old company becomes new again because they get rebranded, they get rebirthed and things like that. But it's time for us to be refreshed, to, 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 to you know, put the, you know, we need to put away the things behind. And, you know, we live in a world with so many distractions, we have so many more distractions than we, than we used to have in a simpler world. I mean, you know, in, in fact, um, a lot of people, now I, I understand t- today it's like, what is it, three degrees right now outside, you know, minus 14, wind chill factor, fixing the snow, and this is Oklahoma, okay? People aren't really used to that kind of stuff. So I understand why some people might have stayed home and watched it online, all right? You know, th- that, that makes sense. But you know, I was talking to someone just this week, actually, we were at the Chili Bowl, and they're like, yeah, everybody now that I know, they, just go, they don't even go to church. They, they, go, they watch it online. You know, I mean, you know, things have changed, sometimes not for the better. The Bible says to forsake not to assemble yourself together, and you want to have a revival, but you don't even want to show up to church. I mean, I mean you know, I, kudos to you guys. I mean, you know, I mean, you're here. In person, you were here, here in person, you should give yourself a hand because it's cold outside, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys braved the, and you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm amazed that we have this bigger crowd this morning, you know, and a lot, a lot of churches just canceled because it was too cold, um, you know, but I never saw in the Bible Jesus canceled was too cold. I mean, I, I don't know what the weather was like over there where he was, but um. You know, but I do believe we're not only moving, we not only move to a new year, 2024, it's a new era. Which is, it's kind of weird, because 2024, you think, you know, Y2K, that's the, that's the end of, you know, a century or the end of a decade or something like that. We're in the, right in the middle of it. But I believe that Rhema is moving into a new era. I think, you know, one of the biggest things now, we're, we're getting the LED screen, and Denise and I have been griping about, well, not griping, we've been asking, <laughs> asking. <laughs> Well, you can't cry. I mean, you know, when it's millions of dollars, I get it. I mean, I understand why we don't get one. Because here's the deal. Our stage is bigger than most people's churches. And so in order to get a screen that's going to look big, you know, look good enough, it's big. Well, you know, a big LED screen is expensive. It's still expensive, but it's not like it was. And so, but, but I, it's going to, you know, it, it's going to be a new, a new season. Um, 
you know, but here's the deal is that we can't, um, you know, we can't, we have to reach this generation. Now, the message never changed, but the methods do. And, and I, one of the statements that I make now is you cannot reach an MP3 generation with a cassette tape. All right. And I know some people love your cassettes or, or whatever, but, but, you know, I mean, your, young, your younger generation doesn't even know what a cassette is. In fact, most of them don't even know what a CD is. And, you know, and most people don't even have a CD player anymore. I mean, that's, you know, you know, you know, thinking CD was a modern technology at one point in time. I mean, like, that, this is pretty cool. I mean, you know, it beat the record. Although, you know, a lot of people are going back to the vinyl. They, they like the, the old stuff. Um, but you know what? I think that's what, too, a lot of times churches get stuck in a rut, never move beyond. They're still having church like it was 1950. I mean, you know, there, there's, a, you know, I mean, I think about technology that, that, have, that has changed in my 54 years of, 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 you know, in the earth. And, you know, dad's 84 years. I know his, I mean, you know, I remember when we only had a few television chases. He remembers we didn't have TV. You know, I mean, you know, I remember when TVs were black and white, um, you know, and, and things like that. And, and you know, and I remember, like I said, you know, we had three channels that, and I was the first remote in my house um, because this exactly, exactly, you know, instead of pushing the buttons, like Craig, go change the channel. Craig, go change the channel. Craig, quit sitting so close to the TV because you're going to get radiation poisoning. Anybody ever, anyone, in my generation, that's what, you know, they, that was, you, you were the remote. I mean, the, my favorite day in, in the world was the day, and actually, I remember I came home from school, and, and it was Tulsa Cable back then. They, put, they had a flyer on our door that you now have Tulsa Cable. Well, Tulsa Cable came with a corded, had a cord on there, um, it was, but it was a remote thing. Had, you had, had 13 buttons, and you, and you could flip it. You, you had, could have up to 39 channels or whatever. No, we didn't have that many, or 36 channels. We didn't have all 36 of them, but... There were channels, and my dad could sit there and click the, um, the, the little buttons. Anyone remember the click boxes? I mean, that was like one of the, Now, it was also a great day at my grandfather's house when he got that, and he wore out three of those boxes <laughs> because he would go click, 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 click. I mean, that, you can't watch TV at his house. And, you know, our house, we didn't watch commercials. His, his house, I mean, you can't even get in the middle of a program because you start watching a program for 15 minutes, he changes the channel, you know, and then he never comes back. I don't know, but he wore, he wore those boxes out. You know, and it's interesting, you know, the other day I, was, I brought something about long distance and somebody said, long distance, what's that? I mean, you know, do you realize, some of you don't realize, it actually was a toll call to call from Tulsa to Broken Arrow. I wasn't allowed to call my dad at the office because it would cost 25 cents. Unless it was an emergency or 50 cents or whatever it was. I mean, you couldn't even call from Tulsa to Broken Arrow without paying extra money. You know, I mean, you know, those days, I mean, I mean now you don't even care what area code they In fact, even with a lot of the plans, I mean, you can call Canada and Mexico if you want to call somebody in Canada or Mexico for free. You know, all with your, you know, your plan. I mean, I mean, to think about this, I remember like um, that, that this, um, this telephone right here 
has more memory than our computer room had you know, back in the 90s when we had it filled up with all kinds of boxes or whatever and we have so much memory. You, you, you realize you can have up to two terabytes of space or maybe even bigger now. I remember we actually got a terabyte for, the, for the, our, our broadcast media department and everyone thought we had, we had it. You know, that was huge. I mean, technology's changed. But a lot of times the way we do church hasn't. I'm not talking about here, but I'm, I'm talking about, you know, if people want to know why people don't want to come to church anymore. Well, maybe you're boring, um, you know. So, um, I mean, that's, um, that's one thing. Now, here's the other side about it is we shouldn't try to be like anybody else. I've never tried to be like my grandfather, you know. And be, be, you know now, obviously, I have his genes, not, not his actual genes. I mean, his, you know, you know his, his genes. Um, you know, so, so there are going to be some things that I'm like my grandfather, but I'm more funny than he was. Um, you know, um, and, you know, I don't try to, I don't try to preach like him. I don't try to be, you know, as, I mean, I just try to be myself. You know, sometimes people think I'm not dignified, you know, but, you know, I keep your attention at least. That's the biggest thing. But, um, you know, we have, the Bible says we have to press toward the mark. What is the mark? I mean, we have to keep pressing toward Jesus. Now, number one, you know, we have a goal. We have 6 billion people need to get saved. Six billion people. So that's your goal. Get six billion people saved, we go to heaven. That's where it's for, you know, so, you know, but you say, well, how in the world is it six billion? Well, it starts with one, and then two, and then three, and things like that. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, we need to bring the gospel to a new generation. Um, you know, and, and there is a trend in the younger generation about not wanting to go to church, not wanting to be spiritual, not wanting to, you know, to, to whatever. It's because they don't see church, they see church as boring, they see church as, as, as not there. Now, I'm not saying everybody, because I tell you what, we have a lot of young Rama students that are on fire for God, probably more than half of, of some of our people here in this church that, that have been saved for many, many, many years. You know, and thank God that, that, that not everybody in this, gen, this younger generation is going to hell. All right, there are some people that are on fire, but I, I believe that, that we're also seeing a revival among the young people in colleges and, and, and things like that. But you know what? The only way for us to change is to have a new way of thinking. We have to think differently. You know, we, it's not always, we don't always do the same things the same way just because we used to do them that way. You know, um, I, I know that there are always like people would, would tell people sometimes, well, they don't do it that way in Tulsa anymore. You know, I mean, I know we, we, we ruined the world. We got rid of our pink line. That, 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 I mean, that, just, that ruined the Christian world. You know, you don't have a pink line anymore? I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, so anyway, but thinking about thoughts, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts um, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, we need to be able to think like the Lord thinks. You know, the, you know sometimes you need to quit thinking like a natural man, you know, and, and think like God thinks. Because, you know, from a natural standpoint, we look at the economy and say, well, things look bad. Things look bleak. You know, I mean, you know, I heard a, a big ad, you know, and this happened to be a Christian company, you know, that, that you better go buy your, your um, freeze-dried food, you know, 
And you know, there's a thousand dollar discount right now if you, if you buy it, because you're going to need it. I mean, we're not going to be able to get food, not going to be able to get all, I mean, I mean, they're talking doom and gloom and things like that. I don't think God's thinking like that. You know, I don't think God's thinking, man, the economy is terrible. We're not going to make it. I mean, you know, that's not how God thinks. You know, that's how, how, how we think. And, um, you know, we're going to make it. We're going to get through it. And, and I mean, I, I get it. I mean, at times, you know, I, I think we should, should be, you know, cautionary and, 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 and use some caution. You know, I actually know people that still have food left over from Y2K, so they don't need, need to buy any new food. I mean, you know, hopefully it's a shelf life of over 23 years or 24 years, you know, or whatever. But, you know, I'm not joking about the Y2K thing, actually. I know a guy who has Y2K food stored up and he just went, he just went and bought more food because, you know, he's, he wants, he's, you know, there's going to be an apocalypse and he knows it or, or whatever. You know, here's the thing. I, I haven't bought extra food, extra water, extra things, you know, but because I feel if I need to, the Lord will tell me. The Lord will lead me. He'll guide me. He'll let me know. You know what? I, I have, I, I don't know. I, I just feel that, that things are changing right now. I, you know, it seems like the, the world's getting, you know, and well, the Bible, we talked about the world getting worse and worse, but, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very optimistic right now. In 2024, I'm very optimistic. You say, well, how do you, can you be optimistic? Well, because I know Jesus. I feel sorry for the people who don't know Jesus. The greater one lives on the inside of me. There, there's nothing that I, that I face that, that, that I don't have an answer for, you know, um, but, but your way of thinking has to change. And of course, obviously, the verse that we always read, Ephesians 3.20, says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. But in order for us to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think, we have to ask or think something. What are you asking and thinking for? What is your goal in life? I mean, I mean are you just going to just... Go through another year, just, you know, just, well, just, I'm just here showing up, you know. I mean, you know, we got to do something. Are you asking for anything? You know, see, a lot of times we're griping and not even asking. We're griping about how much we don't have instead of, instead of asking for something. And the Bible says that he, that he won't even just give us what we ask for. He says he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly more than what we ask for, um, the passage translation says it this way, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now, if you think on that, you're not going to get depressed. You're not going to think, man, this is the end of the world. And, you know, like I said, I People ask me, well, what if we, you know, can't do this? What if we can't buy stuff or whatever? Well, I, you know, I serve a God that invented DoorDash to the children of Israel way back bringing manna from heaven. And if he needs to, you know, I'm sure he has more manna up there if he needs to send us some more manna. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. 
I'm highly optimistic, excited. I'm excited for the future. Do I know what's going to happen in the future? No. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have it all. I don't, I don't, have, I don't know what even um, new beginnings, what it even means. But I'm ready to, I'm ready to, to have it. I'm ready to, to move forward. I, I'm, I'm ready, you know, to fill this church up again. You say, well, that can't happen. I mean, you know, people, I mean, people don't go to church anymore. They're online. What do you mean it can't happen? Why, I mean, did, did everybody in town leave? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we need to go out and reach this generation. We need to go out and, and to, you know, and I want to be like Paul. Um, now, of course, we know the model of this church, right? Bringing hope, help, and healing to the world or to our world. You know, it starts right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. How are you helping us bring hope, help, and healing? What, what are we doing to help people? What are we doing to, to, you know, to bring hope to them? Well, first of all, we got to bring them Jesus. You know, your wisdom is only good enough, but Jesus has all the answers. You know, and, um, you know, some people, maybe they grew up in church. Maybe that was the problem. They grew up in church, they got burnt out for, what, for whatever reason, and they need to, to find Jesus again. You know, I believe that a new year is always a time to refocus and to move forward. Like I said, move beyond the past and move forward to the future. What does the future hold? I don't know, but you know, sometimes that we need to go get new glasses. I know in 2023, I went and got new glasses. My prescription changed, unfortunately. Um, it, it, now, here's the thing. When I put my new prescription on, I could see better, but it, it was weird. It was weird. It was different. It, it looked different because it, I wasn't used to things. So you know what? Sometimes whenever we move to, into a new direction, things seem a little weird, a little different. This is not normal. You know, this is not, this is not the same thing we've always done. And people are like, oh, well, this, this can't be God. This can't be God. You know, it doesn't matter if it looks weird, does different, you know, or, or, or whatever. I mean, just, just stay in the boat. You know, well, I can't believe you. I, I know. I mean, people freaked out whenever we brought this camera, you know, in, into the auditorium. I remember them. They're like, it's too distracting. Your cell phone's too distracting. Like the camera's, you know, and you have to understand. Do, do you realize that there are more people actually watching right now online than actually in this building? And so a, a, a camera like that gives, makes it, you know, easier for them to see. We get better shots and things like that. Now, you don't think about it anymore. Most people never even think about that camera. You know, except for if you're doing the prayer line, you don't, want to, you don't want to hit the camera whenever you're walking through or whatever, you know. But, but, most, you know, but when we brought that camera in, it was distracting. I'm sure when we bring this, the LED screen, it's going to be distracting for some people. And it's too bright and too this. And it's too noisy for some people and too this and too that. Um, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're going to reach a new generation. We're, we're, we're moving to a, a new era in life. You know, now it doesn't mean, do you realize at some point, sometimes we actually sing hymns here at Rainbow Bible Church? Not all the time, you know. I, I even like it when we go back to some of the songs we sing in the 80s and 90s sometimes. Except for the horse and rider thrown into the sea song. I don't know why they ever, I never figured out how that ever 
you know, every time they would sing that, you remember that song? The horse and rider thrown into the sea. I'm like, how does that praise in God? But anyway, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. But, but there, there are some songs that, that I actually really like, you know, that we never sing anymore. And it's okay to, to, to bring back, you know, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, but, but then again, we have to move forward. You know, you, you can't go forward looking backwards all the time. And if you do, it might end up bad. And I'll, I'll give you an illustration. You know, um, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Las Vegas, Nevada. They, they have the Bellagio fountains and they have music and they have fountains and they, they do all kinds of stuff. And so we were, I was on this um, walking with some Tim Rogers from Rain, Mexico. He worked for it at the time. We were, we were at um, the National Postal Forum, a post office convention. I know people are post office convention. That sounds kind of weird. Anyway, we send all, a lot of mail here at Rain. And anyway, so, so we were walking by the fountains on the other side of the street, and there was a guy that was walking, you know, and, and we passed the fountains, and so he was looking backwards. Tim and I were looking forward because we didn't want to, you know, seen the fountains before, but this guy's looking backwards, looking at the fountains. But what he didn't realize, there was some kind of contraption hooked to a, a fire hydrant. Unfortunately, you know, and we tried to warn him before he hit it, but he, he hit this contraption because he was looking backwards and not looking forward. And, 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 and I have thought about that many, many times. When you're looking backwards, not looking forward, you're liable to run into something. You're liable to lose your way. And you know what this says here in Philippians, we don't look backwards, we move forwards. Whatever happened in the past, whether it was good, whether it was bad, that's fine. But God has a new direction, a new move, a, 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 a new place for us to, to be, and it's time for us to get to that place. And I think that it starts with us bringing Jesus. You know, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians, and, and, and I like this because um, it shows something, and it shows that anyone could do it. It says this, I and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I am determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not, should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You know what? I don't care what you know or what you don't know. I don't care how nervous you think you are. It doesn't matter. If you give people Jesus, you'll change their world. You'll rock their world. You'll set them free. You know, a lot of times we're like, well, I, I mean, you know, I'm not a real minister. You know, a lot of times people are like, well, I can't minister to you. I got to bring you to church. You know, you know, you can minister to people. You realize you have the same Jesus. You have the same Holy Spirit. Well, I don't feel adequate. Well, Paul's saying right here, he didn't feel adequate either. But you know what? It wasn't, our faith should not be in man's wisdom. It's not about what you know. It's not about how wise you are. You know, but what matters is, are you giving him Jesus? The passage translation says it this way. It says, my brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim to you the secrets of God, I refuse to come as an expert trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and lofty wisdom. For, for while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you 
inadequate, filled with reverence for God and trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. The message I preached and how I preached it was not was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove you the to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in his almighty power. You know, we shouldn't be looking to man's wisdom. We, it, it's not about what you, th- you know, not about your wisdom. It's about putting your thoughts as his thoughts, casting down imaginations. It doesn't matter that you don't know everything. In fact, nobody likes to know it all anyway. In fact, I, I, it, it bothers me sometimes to listen to some people preach, you know, because they act like th- that they're better than everybody else. You know, just because they looked up some Greek word. They don't know Greek. They looked up a Greek word. You know, I don't know Greek you know, either. I know a lot of the Greek alphabet because I went to college. Um, not because I learned anything in college, because fraternities. Um, so, <laughs> so that's how you know the Greek alphabet, you know, whatever. I actually beat, I was, I was playing a word game. Um, you know, the thing about Facebook and different things you play, you can play these word games with, with people, your friends from all over the, the world. And I was playing this word game with this guy and I kept beating him or whatever. And so he challenged me. I found out the guy was not from, he was not from America. He was from Greece. So he challenged me, because, you know, you could put a challenge, so we, we would challenge each other. He challenged me, I'm looking at, I go, these are Greek letters. It was, he challenged me in Greek. I don't know Greek. Now, I've been to Greece a number of times, and so interesting part about it, it's a three-round game. The first round, I beat him. You know, this, you know, the second two rounds, he killed me. But anyway, didn't kill me. He beat me. You know, he, you know I didn't die. I'm, I'm still alive. But, you know, but, but I, I beat him the first round because I'm like, I was bound to determine. I'm going to figure out these Greek words somehow, some way, you know. And I was, and only because I had been to Greece and, and seen enough Greek that I was, I knew kind of how, how it worked a little bit. Um, but you know what? I'm not here to impress you. In fact, if you're impressed by my speaking, then, then you're, you're crazy because I'm, I, I don't try to impress people. You know, and, in fact, um, I try to preach on a second grade level, it seems like sometimes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, to, to woo you, but I don't think Jesus was either. You realize that he spoke in the common language of, of the day, you know, and for some of you that don't realize that Jesus did not preach in the King James English. I know, that destroyed some of your, your, your theology there, but he did not preach in the King James vernacular, you know, because I, I know some people, some pastors that they have to talk in the King James vernacular. But, you know, most young kids don't understand. I mean, you, ha- you barely understand their slang, much less the King James. I mean, you know, but, um, you know, we're here to give people Jesus. We, we shouldn't know anything else except for Jesus. He should be the center of our world, you know, and our faith should not be in man's wisdom. But demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, the future's bright. We're stepping into a new era, a new, a, a new thing. But, but you know what? Nothing's going to change if you don't change it. You know, I mean, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. 
You know, what we need to do is to refocus, put, put new glasses on, go, go get an eye checkup. Decide, you know, the, the one thing that my grandfather always said that he prayed every day that God would send, send people across his path that need to be, he said, I never prayed, God bless me. I would say, make me a blessing to somebody else. You know, and, and I, I've actually tried, I mean, you know, if I see people hurting, I, I want to be there to be a help to them. You know, um, you know I, I, I'm always looking, I'm, I'm walking around Walmart, I go to Walmart quite a bit, um, you know. And so, I mean, people hurting him, you know, you know, if I feel led to talk to him, I'll talk to him. Now, I'm not going to be a weirdo, all right, but, but there's times that I feel led just to, or just, to, you know, sometimes just giving, smiling at somebody makes their day. You never know. You, you, you never know. But, you know, I, I just believe, like I said, we're, we're moving into a new era, a, a new season, and um, I'm, I'm just ready to hang on. I'm just going to let God direct us. You know, also, sometimes, sometimes we try to make things happen, but we should just let things happen. Now, I will we'll say, you know, here our ministry, we talked about this a, a lot. Um, Ramus, we've done a lot of things on accident, more than a lot of people do on purpose. I mean, so much so that we started expanding our schools, we didn't even know where all our campuses were. I mean, we actually had to try to find all our campuses, and it, you know, ask Tad, you know, and, and, and Joe Jonick. I mean, you know, we, we're we took over, we're like, okay, how many campuses we, do we have, and where are they? We didn't know. I mean, you realize that Starbucks knows where every Starbucks store is in the world? We had Bible schools going that we didn't even know where they were. Now, we know that, that Rama Peru started it, or, or Rama this, you know, you know, started, we don't, but we didn't know where it was. I mean, um, but, you know, we had to refocus. We had to, 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 to re, you know, but, but from the time we refocused uh, and rebranded, I mean, you know, things have taken off and we're, you know, we're moving towards 300 schools and, you know, and, the, and you know, our, our graduates keep growing. Our schools keep growing. God's doing great things because we got to get these 6 billion people saved. We got to do something. We're training laborers every day. You know, I mean, my grandfather was always, was, he, I mean, he, I, I don't, I mean, the countless times he was so excited. He says, you know, we have Rhema graduates, you know, on every inhabited continent. And then, then we got word that we had Rhema graduates that would go down to Antarctica and, and minister to the science people, you know, the people that are doing experiments down there, you know, and he was so excited. But now we have Rhema students on every continent. We have Rhema students in however many nations. I mean, you know, I love, you know, dropping the globe and, and seeing what, what God's doing through our ministry. And a lot of that was just, we, we didn't have a plan, really. I mean, it just kind of worked, worked out. But, you know, some, it's good to have a plan. But, you know, I, I do believe that, 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 you know, it's been 50 years. 50 years. A new season. You know, now we still have the same mandate to go teach my people faith. I mean, that was the mandate that God gave my grandfather in 1950. Still the mandate that we give every Ramah student to go teach my people faith. That's why we have, thank God, a new faith shield up on top of this roof, you know. And, um, and that's what we do. We teach faith. We teach hope. We teach healing. We're bringing hope, help, and healing to a lost generation. And, you know, we all have a part to play. And, you know, you, you can sit in the pew if you want to and do nothing but, you know, it's time to go out and reach 
a loss and dying and hurting. There are a lot of people that are hurting right now. A lot of people are going through tough times, tough things, and they don't realize that Jesus is the answer to all their problems. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing on, on our behalf. We thank you, Father, for each and every person that's here in this room, each and every person that's watching online. We thank you, Father, that you'll help them be re-energized, re-fired up for this new season. We thank you, Father, for a new beginning. We thank you, Father, for a reset. We thank you, Father, that, that you are... Um, putting vision in in our ministry right now, Father. And Father, we thank you for great things that are taking place, great things that that are happening. We thank you, Father, that that people's lives are are being changed, people's lives are being touched. We thank you, Father, for for the healings and miracles that, that we will be seeing, that we have seen. And we thank you, Father, for a great anointing that's taking place. But Father God, we thank you right now. If anyone came this morning to church but does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we thank you that they won't leave this place without the saving knowledge of him. If you're in this room today and you've never been saved, you've never asked Jesus Christ to become Lord and Savior of your heart, um, you can today. I invite you to lift your hand and we want to pray with you. Or maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, man, you know, I, I was saved and, you know, and I, I walked with God for a long time, but I want to rededicate my life to him you know, today. Or maybe you're like, I don't know whether I'm saved or not. I've been in church a long time. You know what? You can live in a garage and not be a car just like you come to church and not be saved. If you've never had what my grandfather says, a no-so experience, it's for you today. So if you're here in this oratorium and you've never been saved or you want to rededicate your life or, 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 or you want to have a no-so experience, just lift your hand right now. We want to pray with you. Cross this auditorium. If you're here, we want to make sure. I, I believe most people here are saved. I mean, if someone who's not saved and came to church like this on a two-degree two weather, there's more power to you. Amen. You, 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 you need something. Heavenly Father, we don't see any hands, but we thank you if anyone is here that, that needs salvation. We thank you, thank you for sending laborers across their path on a daily basis. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's all stand up. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. If you're a first-time visitor, first of all, we're glad to have you um, with us this morning. The connection team is in the aisle. They want to take you to to a special place, and we're going to give you a a gift really quickly. It won't take long if you'll just go with them. Pastors are heading to the door to to shake hands. Yeah. Don't forget, tonight we are having no service tonight. So, so, you know, stay home. Have have a good time um, with your family. Of course, tomorrow... um, is, is um, a, a holiday, Martin Luther King, um, praise God. And so we're going to, the office is not open tomorrow either. So, you know, if you don't have to work, like well, I don't have to work, I'm going to stay home and not get out probably because it's going to be cold. All right, um, turn around, shake hands with um, a number of people and um, they'll just miss you in a minute. So come into this house, yeah. So come into